Good afternoon and welcome to the May 25th meeting of the Pittsburgh Historical Commission. Uh, all meeting to order. Uh, please be advised that FATV is conducting the audio and video recording of this meeting for public broadcast. And uh, roll call, we have um, Don Ostrowski, Andrew Lepasti, Ellen G. Geronimo, and myself present, which constitutes a quorum. And let's go to the first items on the agenda. Does everybody have a copy of the agency? Yes. Um, number one, public comment period. Uh, seeing that there, we have none. Uh, we'll move on to review and approval of the April 27th meeting minutes. Um, I think Don had a uh, suggestion and amendment to the minutes. Yeah, I, I added some of Don's comments just just before we okay. met, like sent it over about two o'clock or five and six. If you have a late we supplied. Was on the demolition delay and snowball preservation yeah. items. Okay. Uh, yeah. so, this sounds good from the first time. Okay. Take a moment and do a last review. I have a motion to approve the minutes as amended. Second. Uh, yeah, I move it, please. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? No. Abstained? None? Okay. Minutes are approved as amended. Um, number three, just a follow up on last week's Freedom's Way Hidden Treasures list and posted that. Um, the Historical Commission and the Historical Society jointly hosted a, a, a walking tour before the range came down too hard. Uh, so we got at least halfway through the tour and we got um, much than 68 people who were with us on the tour and primarily did the upper common area, uh, looking at monuments and uh, Susan DeBar um, was, was a great host on adding lots of historical facts to, to pieces. And I pointed out some of the architectural uh, pieces along the way. And we had a lot of good good interest in uh, looking at uh, some of Pittsburgh's uh, great heritage. Um, in, in the past, in you know, a good decade ago, uh, there were like, walking tours yes. and uh, traveling tours and things like that uh, that uh, primarily uh, hosted by the historical society. And uh, we might want to 
thinking kind of short term and long term of uh, kind of still partnering with them to uh, uh, help to focus on the architectural pieces of the heritage of our city, uh, along with the all the other heritage we have also. Uh, well, kind of all of the heritage that, that we are involved with. Um, so my, excuse me, let me check out your back. I, I was a little bit younger, and um, quite a bit younger. And it, it was really fun. We, had, and we did have a lot of interest. So. But it, it was, but there was you know, a lot of good questions and you know, sincere interest in the things and being able to uh, um, have them having those things happen. There's, there's uh, something that kind of meets our our charge as a commission and uh, kind of highlighting some of the history of the or the heritage of our, our community. Uh, this was kind of looking at primarily Upper Main Street, uh, and we didn't quite get down to the park area. But obviously, there's history in the, the community, and they could be, uh, we could have different focuses mm -hmm. on Main Street, and the suburbs, uh, cemeteries, uh, and all kinds of Kind of like the uh, both with the uh, the rock water. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, which is which is great, great piece of Pittsburgh's uh, heritage and history. Uh, and it's working to uh, help highlight even more things like that. So, you know, since it happened, it was it was a fun little piece, and we were able to. Create a handout brochure on it with some, some facts that you will take with them. Oh, that's one. Uh, which uh, can go along with uh, you know, things we're doing with our brochure. Perhaps this will work. And you did a great job in uh, highlighting some of the great monuments we had as part of the brochure, too. So. Um, that was a success, even though we had a little rain for the uh, middle of the tour. Um, I'll add you can get a great map of the area with you know numbered, oh, that's like loaded items or you know, uh -huh. defining our historical items, yeah, similar to our getting used to it, it's kind of like the map that's hard to do before the records. Yeah. Uh, um, and as we later on in the agenda, we'll be talking about uh, some other maps and highlights of the work and Paul Main Street. So we'll wait to discuss that. Um, number four, update on Monument Park repaired. Um, I was in touch with James Bernal of the uh, Parks. Uh, Department. Uh, and he is saying that uh, making some good headway at Monument Park, uh, specifically uh, in kind of just ground general groundskeeping, they have a one of his uh, commission board members of the Parks Commission uh, has volunteered his landscape company to uh, here of Monument Park during this time. And I, I heard that, which I think is what it's, it's uh, Dave, David Brooks. Dave Brooks, yes. And he's a, he's a wonderful young man. 
I, I thought that was great. That's good to hear. Yeah. So that's that's a good part. Um, James apologized that he's been uh, you know, be working with the the head of DPW um, on you know budgeting and so forth for country curve pieces. Uh, Eric is is out. I believe it's Eric who's out with. Um, Opportunity leave, leave, or they have the child coming along, or someone there in that department. So uh, we'll have an update on on how those kind of major repairs and things could be going forward. But it's, uh, they are keeping a good eye on that, and will be coordinating with us. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. So uh, things are moving along on that. Um. Update on historic buildings, demolition delay. And Don, I think you and Andy had done the presentation or? Yeah, at the uh, Historical Society. And it was, uh, as I said during the course of the meeting, they were making my case for me. I, yeah. They were very enthusiastic about it. They uh, good questions. Uh, for clarification, and uh, I think I was able to clarify certain <laughs> things. Um, they were also interested in the brochure for the historic districts and areas. So I sent them a, a draft uh, that you had sent out. Okay. I sent Susan Navarro. I don't know if she's forwarded that to members of the board or not, but um, that might have been an older, older version of the older version. Yeah. I will, um, we can get to that in the topic soon. We can be good to coordinate that with them also, uh, just to see if get, get some feedback, you know, kind of the final crowd. Yeah, I, I think. Um, it's really essential that we work closely with the historical society on a number of these projects, um, and uh, we we and their board seem to be on the same page. I think so. <laughs> so it's good. Maybe speaking to the choir, but did, did they have uh, any suggestions on the ordinance or any questions? Well, yeah, one interest that which is in. Amy Green, yeah, um, city councilor. Yeah, Amy Green. I pointed out that over 130 communities in Massachusetts have a demolition delay ordinance, and she says it's important for the city council to make a distinction between um, towns and cities on one hand and other communities on the other because there probably is one or two. Probably one or two city councilors who are not favorably disposed mm -hmm. to a demolition delay, and they might use the rationale well, we're a city, and you're pointing out communities that aren't cities. Well, that's not true because the list includes Flemingster, includes Salem, includes Cambridge. So, cities in Massachusetts do have. Yeah, I have that. 
I think I shared it. This was months ago. Let's see if I can. I had a draft, an unfinished draft of comparison. When when we presented it to the city council, was it ten years ago? Now, at least. Yeah. Well, one one of the one of the questions of the city council was, oh yeah, well over 130 communities in Massachusetts have de demolition delay orders, but what about the others that don't? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, they're not historic cities. <laughs> Alan, they were grasping his skills. I, I, I'm very excited about the, um, you know, the, the historic district from Shore, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I, I was talking to Keith about. You know, of setting a meeting with with the council of some of you know before before we sent it, so that they you know feel as though we've shared the information. I mean, this and and I, I I mentioned this to you, Andy, because I used to think about um, having working with this with the society and maybe having two cities who have you know been successful with all these things. Come and present it at, at the historical society. Now we can we can co-share promoting it because um I mean it just it just has so many places that I mean they'd be thrilled to have what we have. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, honestly. Well, I mean it's it's but we're losing we're losing a lot of it. And then and and the members of the board of the, of the historical society were cognizant of that, mm. you know, they, they, um, and that favorably disposed toward we should do something to try to maintain what historic resources we still have in future. Because well, I'm almost finished with the, you know, outlining the buildings that mm -hmm. are on, on Main Street. And I apologize that I didn't get it done sooner. And um, I thought maybe at the next meeting I'd bring it and I, I, I'd share with you what I thought, you know, the narrative could be mm -hmm. to go with it. And I even felt that maybe um, if we were to Pittsburgh State, that we could have individual cards each one of these buildings, you know, I cut with the picture with a little history. And um, one, one thought I had was to work, you know, work with the city and um, identify all the buildings and ask if it's possible for, you know, people in the city to contact the owners and, um, Go through the building to see what has to be done, you know, in order to bring them back to full use, with the understanding that, that the city wouldn't be expecting any of them to do anything until either the property changed hands or they themselves wanted something. I mean, that would be really wonderful with the age. Oh yes, and and you know, one of, one of the, 
what we need to be cognizant of, first of all, two things. One, one is that the, there is a notion among some people in the city that the uh, when one mentions history, that this is somehow um, uh, blocking the progress of the city because you're you're keeping old things. Therefore, you know, um, it's out with the old and with the new progress. And I quoted you <laughs> with when um, what your father told you about the tearing down the uh, train station. Yeah. Um, and it's just the reverse in that the historical commission it looks at the proposals, the, the master plans for the city that have been devised, and every one of them says, use your historic resources. Absolutely. So it's the it's the if you want progress, you need to focus on your historic resources, not destroy them, because it's the opposite. You get you don't get progress if you destroy them. And you don't get economic progress specifically. <laughs> I know, I know. The other thing, uh, the second point is that right now the historical commission is not really set up to if they were to implement the demolition bill they would use no we are not well set up yet we have we have to um and and keith and i've been actually talking about it um you know we we have to take the responsibility of getting the city involved in, in, in these things, you know, give them a chance to review it and talk about it. And because it really, all of it is towards the re redevelopment or revitalization, whatever word, yes. term you want to use, the city. And, and, um, Again, I'm, I'm sorry that I never did anything about um, bringing people from other communities who have, you know, have, have gone through this and can show how, it, you know, the, the revitalization of the buildings or the restoration of buildings has, has provided added tax, you know, tax, tax record income. Thank you. And, um, that it that it's exciting to to repurpose and 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 it's really exciting to think about how how these buildings were in the past and what happened there, you know that I'm I'm some of the buildings have on the top floor like like a a, a room that or big space that you could have an event. The Cogsaw building is is one that I really love and. Um, I mean, and you can also see all of the city from, from the top floor, but they used to have big events there. And I, I suspect that maybe some of the other buildings have the same opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I have been through all of them. Mm -hmm. so. yeah, as we were 
coming into the meeting today out in the hallway, and they met medicine hallway. And she was uh, mentioning that you would talk to her about the demolition delay and so on, all those pieces. And uh, um, she suggested that we have the mayor come to our June meeting and uh, we can kind of formally present it to him. So he's, he's on board and get get uh, some of uh, his feedback. And uh, does that sound like a great time for the mayor to be involved with that? And we can prepare for that and have there. Uh, yeah, continuing on the other things we're doing with counselors and just kind of introducing that. But, uh, and, you know, we could have a mock-up of the brochure at that point that we could show him you know, a physical copy. That's a good idea. Yeah, it, it, which, which is, you know, you correct the point, pointing out to have, you know, physical <laughs> illustrations and pieces of, you know, yeah. this is what we're talking about, particularly in the downtown area. And then would be I'm sharing that depends. So, um, so maybe we'll put that on the agenda. Uh, I'll, I'll email to let her know the date and time that she suggested she come to that meeting. And, uh, um, It's good. I had that comparison piece, and I just tried to find it in my file. Local comments that he's next door. I have yet to find it, and then I don't know if I had sent it out to the rest of you. Do you remember receiving any draft copy of that that showed kind of surrounding towns, Monster, Thompson, and Ashby? I have that somewhere. I did research on it. Okay. <laughs> I got very something. So I will try to find that comparison chart. Yeah. The, See the, if it's something you want to and, and I think another uh, something else that came out of the meeting with the historical society is finding out what other um, cities and towns have done with their historical commissions in terms of having errors on uh, their demolition delay ordinances. You know, how do they set it up? Yes. Yeah. Because as you correctly point out, we need we need to have a mechanism, you know, a mechanism to right. have it be uh, yeah. in some of the towns I found uh, like an application document uh, and obviously when you go to the uh, the building inspector, you know, for demolition, uh, you know, the building inspector would would uh, have the ordinance and knowing exactly the, the parameters here, and there was an actual document that then the, the property owner could fill out the document applying for the uh, delay to get it started, obviously for the property owner to be able to start the delay process sooner than later. Um, and then it uh, behooves us that you know, you know, during that period, it's important for us to diligently work and coordinate with the owner with alternatives to uh, demolition. 
And certainly after their consideration of all of these suggestions and alternatives that, that could be for uh, alternative development or not just straight demolition of the property, mm -hmm. uh, that they can indeed you know, have their full right to demolish the building after that if they so desire. It, it's not a it's not a uh, restriction on demolition. It's just a delay for ultimate consideration. Um, there's been a lot of uh, on the map historical commission blog or, or email listserv. I don't know if you guys or are you did two of you uh, receive that in your emails? Um, there's been you know, every, every month there's several uh, from the, the community of, of this uh, list, list for people on historical commissions asking questions about dental tourism. Oh. You know, I, 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 uh, I'll resend out the uh, how to sign up on him, right? Get emails. Yeah. Um, list for, yeah. And, and there's there, there's a lot of great dialogue. And what happens when you know they're removing site signals, or what if you know what if it's a, it's a city building? Uh, you know what, what are the alternatives? Or this community is doing this, and this is the issue that it can happen. And it is uh, the demolition. Uh, it, it's early and raises public awareness of it. Um, in in many cases, uh, uh, the delay, uh, you know, ultimately there is a demolition, and that's certainly the property owner's rights. But it's you know it's kind of the uh, um, the onus is on us as as a commission, and obviously the city and other departments of the city to uh, use this time. As uh, just hoping to uh, suggest alternatives, uh, it's certainly not taking the right of way, but it's, it's uh, providing a, uh, a time for listening and, and presentation. So, um, you had sent us on an email, I think it was the town of Winchester, they were trying to lengthen their demo delay permit, and but the uh, the person running that department or group mentioned that it's more cost effective to renovate an old building than to tear it down and build something new. I thought that was a great point. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of, there's certainly a lot in, in the day of, or in our age of uh, um, footprints and energy conservation and you know, how we use our resources. Uh, there's, there's a lot of strong data uh, for that in, in the embedded the embedded energy in all of our buildings Abs absolutely that you know that was you know the, the think of the energy and the labor and all went into it and the the uh, the fuel that was used in, uh, to create you know to make each brick and, and to you know just the energy it takes each to make clay into bricks and to make sheet rock and to make glass and to you know, kind of all of these pieces and the mining, the transportation and things. And when we 
when we tear down a building, we're basically erasing that energy and, and depositing it in landfill and starting all over again and expanding all of that, you know, making big steel, making a sword, and certainly renovations are, um, it, you know, it, it could be the most energy efficient building, the new building <coughs> is, but the carbon footprint is even behind just in the creation of that new building, creating all those new materials and all the transportation yeah. and, and time and effort that it takes. It could be a zero carbon footprint building, but it's going to take it years and years and years to make up for the energy that they just took away from the building. How we look at energy concentration and pieces like that uh, kind of uh, parallel our cultural understanding of, of the community's heritage and um, yeah it's a matter of educating people because the again the notion is to you know the default is tear down the building and and as the, the city hall and the city hall committee was first meeting there were a number of people yeah. brought that way um and who was it? Was that the society? Somebody mentioned Newberry Report that the, the, the plan is something they, they wanted to demolish the entire waterfront area. <laughs> and this was years ago. And they said, no, 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 I do know, I do know about this. Go yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they decided, and now it's big tourists. And I also think of European cities. You know, Europe was destroyed. These cities were destroyed in World War II. And what did they do? They rebuilt their old towns, you know, like Warsaw and Munich and Leipzig and Dresden. They rebuilt the way it was before World War II. And now tourists are coming in. Oh, absolutely. And and that's you know really on people's minds when they traveled throughout Europe, seeing the wonderful buildings and learning about the history and the community. Mm -hmm. Well, I, we, I've been saying this forever, but we have wonderful history here. Mm -hmm. And um, and our history is our future. Absolutely, we build on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Maybe uh, let's let's head for June the direction to invite the mayor uh, to the meeting and um, it was some good preparation for it. Mm -hmm. You guys will start on the presentation to the editorial board member. Um, and and kind of an understanding. Of uh, knowing that it, it would it would take some staff time to help us administer this, uh, the you know we we found we can pretty much administer the, the small monument park, uh, just local historic district pieces, but the few buildings that's there we don't have lots of applications except last year we had two um, the library and. 
the vapor. Um, but this would be kind of a more frequent piece and uh, our involvement with probably the community development uh, department would be um, their support in helping us do that. Um, which is uh, kind of a, a side issue that we were uh, trying to set up a meeting, uh, a small meeting with community development to kind of introduce each other keep them abreast of several of our initiatives and for them to kind of let us know what they're working on, how we might be able to help support them as a commission. Um, we are probably thinking um, the, if our meeting is June 29th, I think the, the Tuesday before that, which would be 27th, I'm going to see if we can set up a meeting for that day. I'm going to be gone for a few weeks and I'll be back. Um, so I'm thinking getting a hold of uh, Ms. Murphy and her, her team, mm -hmm. seeing if we can set it up for June 27th or a day or <laughs> um, I'll, I'll send email out to uh, Okay. You and Don, we can't show up with the quorum. We'd have to announce it as we right, right. picking Don So I'm not sure I attend that. I'll send you an email to check your calendar. Good enough to get that working or not. But at the same time, we could be talking about, and obviously that's on the agenda of the talking with them about the delay and mm -hmm. um, stone walls, et cetera. And, um, you'd be inviting both like city planning and the mayor on June 27th? Um, where I think just, just the mayor. Oh, no, so the, it's 20, the 20, the mayor will come to our actual meeting. Oh, it's a point time, so. Yeah. And um, this city, yeah, and we'll put this formally in the minutes and I'll confirm it if yeah. they're available. Um, to the this, this would be. People in the in the community development office, yes. office or their department, I should say, yeah. who would be interested in and are we it, it's our way of connecting with the city. And then yes, and, and um, my uh, brief email conversation with as far as those more people are very positive about um, you know. Getting them knowing what we're working on, and I, I sent them a list of uh, topics, and including the both demolition uh, delays, stonewall ordinance, our brochure, street signage, uh, what other initiatives. Um, and understanding we have two vacancies on the board now, and see you know, if we don't have. Uh, people to fill it by that. They might have some ideas of people in their contacts that might be interested yeah. also. Well, I perhaps I, 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 I told you before, but um, the, the, the uh, Salem, city of Salem's person on our historic commission was from the planning board, our planning department. Mm -hmm. And that was a direct. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I, I would believe that our the historical commission formed in 1975 
And I think moving forward at that time until it kind of uh, uh, went to sleep during the 1990s around, uh, that there was uh, community development uh, representation on the board yeah. at that time. And they were actually, they were the ones doing all the it was, it was Frank. It was Frank Garrison. Uh, um, he, who was who was you know flying around. And he was also an architect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we know that they're the smartest people. No, but it was it, uh, it was it was very exciting. Yeah. So it was you know, it, it was a very strong. You know, the, the city has been involved very strongly in the past. So uh, we're hoping for. Again, that renaissance of uh, support. Um, Which is the term that mayor used for Bridgeford. Because it's undergoing a renaissance. Well, I'm very helping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and we we're, all, we're, all, we're, all, we're all for it. So. Um, we're all helping in different ways. So. Um, update on the on the appreciation, preservation, historic stone walls and structures. Any updates on that? Or oh, I just I ran into another uh, council member at Verizon Bright Cafe, Sam Twaller, and uh, she was very interested, so I sent her drafts. Oh, um, is there would it be appropriate to um, introduce that to the mayor at the same meeting, or is that overlooked? You think because they're both very important pieces. But uh, um, maybe one at a time. I don't know. In a way, they're kind of related. Yeah, they are. Let's do both. Yeah, and we can present it as how how they how they both work with the city's efforts. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, as Keith mentioned, the demo delay as as well as the Stonewall Ordinance is meant to provide guidance and awareness, um, and not be punitive. Right. Um, so the as as we know from the mattress list, the that fifty year uh, movable wall uh, time wall is not the most accurate way to determine whether a building is historically significant or not, and um, so the. The, in other words, there's not an automatic way uh, of determining that, uh, and that's why it, it is important to, if there is a concern that a building is of historical significance, it is important to have some kind of hearings and a team to discuss it. Um, more importantly, once we talk about at the historical society with Jacksonian um, hotel. And that, that, 
that was tragic. That way, way that. Um, what happened with that? And it's still not clear to me how the decision was reached and on what basis the decision was reached. I don't think there was was a basis. Um, I there wasn't. And what? Why it wasn't run past the historical commission at the time? Because it obviously was a building of historic significance. Mm, very, very. Yeah. You know, and and um, we had started. I mean, it was very exciting. A couple of friends of mine and I got. We started having a um, a program every month at in the the Johnsonian. Uh, you know, we call it the thoughts or something like yes. that. I mean, we formalized it. And it was wonderful because we kept getting more and more people. That's right. And then they wanted to know more about the building. You know, once they got inside and it was, and clap, clap, straight, um, I don't think ever thought that that building would be torn down. He was the owner. Yes, no. And now there's an empty air plot. And and it was it's like a cornerstone, right? It was wonderful. Right in the center. Yeah. City. And it had it had uh, you know on the top floor and also he was um he invested in creating um these absolutely fabulous condominiums. Mm -hmm. I mean and you could look out of the river. That was both he and his son had and daughter. He, he created three condominiums for his family members within the building so that people could see what you could do. Yeah, there was um, the, uh, one of the people or one of the families, it was the family of a Pittsburgh historical professor, historical, um, professor of history. Uh, and lost everything. It was very sad. Yeah, it, buildings like that were, I think any demolition trick or your hand by fire can be, uh, certainly does was destroyed. Yeah. A lot of, and a lot of complications in ownership and supposedly insurance at their fault. But uh, having additional push from you know city agency you know, or city organizations such as ours, which may have helped. It would have helped. It would have helped. Certainly, you know, I'll focus on the, the priorities of what priorities they were. And um, it, it, it's worth the, that's where an ordinance can, uh, again, it doesn't stop the demolition, but it allows uh, a, a, a good review and discussion. Uh, and or not a different way of thinking about things, the alternatives. Um, and at least getting it on the record 
So more transparency in this sure, sure. And and you know, certainly uh, demolition delays not to uh, uh, interfere with public safety uh, or public health uh, when there is uh, when there is a, a tragedy such as a fire or some other. Thank God that can happen to a building. Uh, that certainly can be unsafe conditions, and, and the building commissioner has the uh, is required responsibility. Is required responsibility to uh, look out for the public safety, and that would certainly trump uh, any pieces. And in those cases, that you know, it's, um, that has to take precedence. But it, it needs to be, you know. It needs to be not a frivolous piece, but it, it's something that, um, you know, that is not the issue. Uh, the other alternative should certainly all come into play, helping to preserve the building, keep the water out, et cetera. And we have, you know, current examples like the FCA building that could have been a much more disastrous than so far it turned out to be. Um, so let's prepare for for the next month and uh, have some good documents that the mayor can take with him. Clear talking points that we want to have an opportunity to maybe we can uh, put our heads together a little bit before that time. So, um, and I think when you talk with John, she was. Uh, Maybe thinking of uh, maybe after the mayor looks at it, inviting other council councilors to take a look at it too, or maybe your own board councilors or your councilors at large. Uh, we can all be uh, talking with uh, representatives from your own districts and kind of pointing out, introducing to them. That's a bad idea. As, as you know, yeah. your you know your representative to government. You know, being having that personal introduction to it be good. Um, on historic districts information brochure. Um, our our uh, we're a little bit delayed on on our, our graphics person uh, has uh, gotten to uh, not able to complete. The final final draft. Um, JJ uh, Sukia, who's a professor working with the students on our kids, uh, getting the the final uh, uh, draft of the in the application form that she created that with, and is going to uh, share. And I know she was uh, making some some final corrections on it, so we have kind of a copy of what that is. And he volunteered, or he's able to you know, find perhaps another person that can help to finish up the graphics on it for our final edits. So it's, uh, you know, it, it was slowing down, and she was kind of volunteering her time beyond her class to find it, work on it. And it could be a little bit too much for her current schedule. But, um, 
Judy is hoping to get back to us naturally, and I'll check with him. They're all kind of finishing out finals and stuff, and I haven't plugged in for a while. Um, but still there, and uh, we, we can yeah. still present our draft copies of it, it to the mayor. I mean, it's, it's substantial. Yeah, it, it, it is wonderful. And, and it is, it, it's a very professional looking piece. We just have some final edits on it. And final uh, uh, supposed boundaries for the upper common. <laughs> We're waiting to get some of the last draft uh, applications to Mass Historical from the upper common. Uh, historic district nomination form uh, that it does include the library and a little bit further south, uh, the original, yeah. original one. It includes the field club, the library, and the uh, the old studio space building across that has a name to it. Most of the leaves have most of the studios. Yeah, yeah we got we got our space. Right, that. Right. Yes. that building has a name, I'm sure, but I don't think. Um, well, it's currently owned, or I think it's still owned by um, local lawyers, Dave Nicholas and, and uh, Debbie Phillips. Yeah. Well, I'll find out. Okay. okay. It goes down to where the Unitarian Church. Right. Right. Just next to it. Um, yeah, I'll be right back. The building is for sale. It's It's owned by. Dave Nicholas and his wife. Um, is it the brick building? Yeah, the so It's got a name to it, doesn't it? It, it does. A building or something? It, it used to have a name. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's, it's a name on it. And uh, the, the cultural alliance, which I'm very involved with, we occupied the building, the storefront next door. We call it Rollstone Studios. We have for several years. And Dave and, and uh, Debbie. Worked on an arrangement with us that was wonderful so that we could have some visibility. And then we had a lot of events there too. But I'm not just one. You still work with the Alliance, Cultural Alliance, because they go to the final event yeah. building, right? Exactly. We had a nice event there. Uh, they, um, every, every year, students are selected but from all the schools. Students are selected for their uh, contribution to art and music. And so we had an awards night for the youngsters. It was very exciting. Families came with their kids, and, um, and we were able to be, um, yeah, when the bank was there, but, well, it was the, the first half of the, the first half of the building, if you're looking at the motorboats to uh, Grove Street. Yeah. That's the, I think it was called the Mercantile Market Building or something. I don't know, but it, but it, did, it did have a, that's when it was the Trinitarian. That, yeah. that, that interesting, and interesting enough, it was a church. Yeah. And the, the, the uh, group that started the church, that their 
whole focus was on anti-slavery. And they were part of another another church in the city. Was it the Calvin? Was it the city church? You know, one in Rollstone and Maine. They everybody in the church wasn't interested in, in that subject. So they broke away and they um you know, we have their own church. And um, it's, it's, I think it's very interesting because of the, you know, the Civil War monument, you know, right across the street. I mean, it, it ties in beautifully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the, the congregation broke away from the 1840s, but it was 18. You've got a great memory. And did some research on 1847 or something like that. I think it is roughly when they broke away, they built their own church, which was a brick spire church, not, not too big, but on this site, uh, on that corner. Uh, and the Baptist church was across the street from it, which was a much bigger spire church. So it was anywhere the mobile <laughs> part of the library. Um, and before the bakery was there. And um, it, Civil War happened in the 1860s, and by the 1870s, the church property was up for sale. So emancipation happened, and the congregation, for some reason, it's not the building anymore. Perhaps they rejoined or created another congregation somewhere. Uh, I, I thought that was wonderful. I would love to know all those people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, we can kind of read into history somewhere or another. But it, you know, kind of their, their purpose was the breaking yeah. off or their differences had been resolved. Yeah. Uh, One of them is through much loss of you know, human life yeah. on both sides. Yeah. Uh, but then, then, then the church went up for sale. And I, I suspect it was actually demolished. I don't think the church was as big as this building, but or they may have used the foundation for it. But this was designed by Adrian Francis during the 1880s, I believe. So some five to ten years after uh, the the church was sold, uh, so Adrian Francis created this four-story pile, of, <laughs> and part of it was kind of mercantile. Uh, Business Trade Association, I'm sure not the whole piece. The post office was on the lower level that faced not Wallace, but now Wallace Avenue. Uh, and then moved up the street uh, to the corner of Elm and Wallace Highway. So this, this is uh, an unpaid for document. <laughs> But this is one of the few images of it. Yeah. And then it I, I don't know that I've ever seen that, Keith. I'm, I'm happy to see it. Yes. And I found it online. It's for, you know, this image is for sales. Oh. Um, I haven't purchased it, but I'm just showing it with credit to is the copyright holder. And that small piece of fencing in the foreground? That's our same fencing. Yes, the fencing. fencing. Or no, the, the brick, the masonry fencing. That's just like a foot or two high, way in the foreground. 
Oh, this is, this, this, is Wallace. Door, this is the door you're into the Wallace Library. The Wallace Library, not yes. museum. That right? That would have been there. Again, when you change Francis, right. piece, uh, yeah, right across the street. So it had this little kind of raised curtain. There was a sidewalk on the other side of it, so it's extending in the lawn of the library. And then it became, uh, somewhere it became central hardware. Then always there's some other great images of it. Almost like vinyl side to go for the brick building. <laughs> it was here. I mean, windows replaced. That central hardware, from the time I was a little girl, my father would take, you know, if he took a shopping with him, that, that was a, one of the places that we went to often for some reason. Yeah. Um, I forget how long. Did you show some central hardware? Yeah. Yeah. It was like the main hardware store in the city. Oh, well, it was. Yeah. And then it got torn down, right? Yes. For them to build a new building that's yeah. in there now, which is empty right now. And it seemed pretty empty. Like empty office. Yeah. Commercial space sign. Commercial space available sign in the in yeah. the yeah, I, there, there was not, there was somebody upstairs. I because I, I, I spent a lot of time. We used to we used the, the bathroom upstairs when we were using Rollstone Studio. Um, there were a couple of businesses. It would be a better forgotten now. They were, they're not there anymore. But the extra building now seems rather undistinguished. Is it representative of 1970s architectures? It is, unfortunately. Box. Uh, this is this is when it, when it, it had a little yard in front of it originally. Oh, buildings were so here they actually build out first floor storefronts up to the sidewalk. Uh, so this is when it, it and you know all the buildings along Main Street had a, a front yard, just like the library. You know, it had that door yard in front of it. Um, and as commercialization happens in villages and then it becomes towns and then it becomes cities, the, the houses or whatever buildings become more and more converted to retail types of businesses and they build on the front. It's kind of like when you look at uh, Boulder Gallery, uh, it has this grand storefront, kind of a yellow brick piece of the 30s, 40s, or whatever that happened. And then behind it is this kind of two-story brick kind of Dutch colonial building with you know, very similar to the building just to the left of Boulder Gallery, which is a brick building, uh, 1830-ish, uh, as a historical stair on or marker in front of it. But it's kind of it's it's a, it's almost like a townhouse building, you know, not just like it. 
party wall next to it and yeah. putting chimneys on, on the gable end of it. But this would become, uh, it's like the Boulder Cafe, the same one story storefront coming out into it behind it is an old residential building. Yeah. Added onto it, modified, we can see that. Even the Parker building next to the Historical Society was that same way as each address and all the Well, the, the building in front of the that was next to the Boulder, uh, the one that's freestanding now, that was Charlie Pappas, I mean, um, Charlie Passios' tailor shop, which was really a booming tailor shop. And then behind it was a, a building, you know, that had been used for com other commercial use and so forth. Yeah. And we walked, we just discovered this hidden treasures, the building. Beyond Boulder, uh, Boulder Gallery, it used to be the recovery room, upholstery shop, yeah. that old storefront thing before you went to the, the garage door or at garage door company. I think it was church. Or, uh, yeah, that was, that was a, a Baptist or Methodist church. Yeah. And it, 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 is, it predates the uh, Unitarian Church at the head of the company. It was 1833. Uh, or something. Buildings behind there too. Um, I, you know, uh, different times I've wandered along around there years ago. If, if you go down Circle Street heading toward uh, Crocker Hill and you look back up at the back end, there's multi-story, you know, commercial uh, buildings that are almost overhanging river. They are three-story types of Really vacant, but it's a riverfront property. And so it's uh, and we are diverging. Um, so that was the historic district's map. Item number seven. Number eight, uh, Wallace Building Entry Stones, temporarily stored in the, uh, the empty GE uh, property. Um, I keep promising we'll find a new home for them, but I haven't. Yeah, it, it's something we should, uh, when we meet their community development, mm -hmm. just put it into their brains because it has their doing planning projects and things, just uh, making them aware of um, it's one of those historic resources. Yeah. In fact, we need, the city needs to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ellen knows what. Um, but that's, uh, I'm glad we got it on here. It reminds me that we should talk to them about that also or give them an update. Uh, historic marker update. We've had our first application of the new uh, company and it's in process uh, to actually a marker for the uh, second meeting house for the bonus for size, which uh, was moved from the head of the town to probably where. You see it right now. Yep, you see it in the image of that. Are we getting um, brochures printed to that? Pardon me? Are we getting brochures printed 
for the marker application? Uh, yes, both the community development center and those. I should stop there if we can before I will come to see that. Thanks for reminding me on that. Runs near development. Is that the What's that? That building that you we just had on? I didn't see it up there, unfortunately. Share screen. Oh, oh, oh. This was before the yeah. yeah. So this was 1953. This was actually posted on uh, Facebook from the Historical Society. The distance down to that long ago. Yeah. So it wasn't the floor shop. And a, and a building. Oh, Scottswell Hawthorne business was a thriving business. With the awnings and different things. Different things I can't remember. I remember the awnings, but I don't remember the other. Yeah. Okay. So you can see probably the uh, the building was similar. It was a predecessor to this building. Uh, this this was this was built in 1796, dedicated January something or other 1797. When it was located somewhere at the top of the common, close to where the Unitarian uh, Church is. Um, and it was moved off the common to this location in 1835 or 36, just about the same year that the Unitarian Church was. Built on its own private property. So it's kind of, I don't know how true this is kind of across the country, but I think I look at this as a kind of a separation of church and state. When the meeting house was really both a religious and a governmental institution, kind of New England tradition from colonial days, uh, and kind of uh, the and religion of the day, if you will, was kind of part of um, part of the government governing type of structure. And even though independence and uh, separation of church and state was kind of officially decreed, decreed, I believe, in what bill rights or constitutional uh, what document that was some 50 years before this. It, it kind of took a while for towns to kind of separate you know, in Princeton, Mass, where it's town and town 
And it's in a meeting house. The church was actually on Father Tom County, the congregational church at the time for that community. And there was one town property, and it was all kind of part of it. It kind of an offshoot. There was another meeting house before that. By the 1830s, the uh, no, by the 1880s, but later in Pittsburgh, the congregational church moved off the common version or with this, took it off the common onto its, you know, facing, but off of the public land. And uh, it was replaced by a town hall and a public library in that specific site. So, it, this is, you know, again, kind of moving. Uh, it, I suppose this could remain there, but it was, it was, uh, it needed the extra common space where this land was available in the town the meeting house, as it's called, your town hall, uh, was moved inside. And it probably had, like ours, may have had offices on the ground level or whatever business they did, or it may have been commercial as an inspirational piece. And the second floor has a big tall windows, very reminiscent. You look at the side of our town hall here, it's almost the same. Yes. It's the same yes. piece. We have the big double. This was a, almost yes. a two story space for the town meeting. It was a big hall for town purposes. Um, quite often it was shared with performances, all things, but it was a sectarian table. But a town hall used for town meetings, etc. So it, it uh, a wooden predecessor, probably you know, certainly built in the late 1700s, more than likely a heavy timber frame building with the uh, construction of the day. But it is a real gem on our main street that you can't forget about it. What's the siding that they put on? It's actually a stucco on the outside of it now, but I think it's kind of a trolley on Looks like it. Yeah. And this probably collaborated with the corner borders and things on the I can't remember. Yes. So those collaborators probably are still underneath. The old wood frame would go to behind it. They probably took the clouds off too. And so, okay. Or they're fairly well destroyed from the moisture and Masonry or plaster, it's basically a, in my memory of what it looks like. Although the windows are the window heights are still there, they're all replacement windows, maybe not the upper. The three yeah, windows I, at the top might be the same to, to see, yeah, then the lower ones are replacement windows, yeah. I don't have a picture of the upper, you know. You know, I I rarely ever look at the upper story anymore. And honestly, I'm so happy that you had that had that uh, print mm -hmm. because I I just I used to see it all the time walking from Bea Brown, you know. Um, when we left Bea Brown and high school, we hung around downtown. Really, uh, it was wonderful. I don't. I don't think we upset anybody. I'm talking about kids. <laughs> I don't think. So it's great that you mean it's, it's a historic marker, and that's uh, just going in that building. And, and uh, that's nice. 
um, that we've got about to be had to be printed up. So if, if uh, you don't, we're not able to get them today, maybe Andy, if you're in town next week or something, you, you could uh, check in community development right. and then forward to our point and see if they have those printed out or gone. And yeah, I won't be in town next week, so um, let us know. But it's something that when we you know, we divide them up and place them in brochure holders and things here, but things to hand out to, you know, have some on hand and give to people as, as, uh, if, if you see they have a building there, they might be interested in having a market. Um, uh, number 10, protect document uh, and share Main Street building histories, uh, historic districts, tax credits, and other pieces. We probably talked about it. Uh, creating, uh, you know, kind of the intent of this is, is well, the map, the map, you know, that's was the idea. You know, you have all of them, and, and you know, my imagination because I lost time on my hands, you know, to have separate, uh, like, um, just a little card with each for each building, you know, history and so forth. And, and in our in our digital time, as, as Don is checking his internet connection in his phone, uh, just, just, uh, you know, we, we can have the we can have the map handout, and each of the buildings could have a, or, or there could be a website that they go to and just click on the building yes. and be able to get that digitally yes. where they are, too. Um, just being, you know, you know, slip the map under their door and <laughs> say, here's information on your building, just click on this for your neighbor. Giving it to all the real estate agents. And, Absolutely. And, uh, City concerns and it's, well, to it. it's an economic development plan. Yes. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another reinforcement of that. So yeah. uh, it's a great idea. So we'll continue working on that. Um, number eleven, commission membership vacancies. Yes, yeah, I, I am I am talking to a lawyer. I haven't got any commitment yet, but um, I'll continue with that. Yeah. And our, our other missing piece is uh, something for the real estate community is, is one of our required, if possible, pieces. I reached out to the uh, North Central Mass uh, Real Estate Association or Realtors Association. And um, there, uh, Kathy Bohr has sent an email out. She's the executive director of it. Two of our members, um, when I spoke to her last, she hadn't received any uh, bites on it yet for people interested. Um, there is one uh, local agent that I have uh, contacted that's interested in historic buildings in the past. And I've sent information to her. Anybody has any other real that are? Perfectly local. Um, did you write nudge them on? Just let me know. Um, you want to share the name of the person? Um, 
Let me send it out to you. Yeah, okay. That would be broadcast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, you know, okay, I mean, it might be somebody I know. I, I, I can't be sure, but I might still uh, know. Yeah. Um, and maybe you can help persuade. Sure. I'd be happy to. <laughs> good. You're good at that. Yeah. Um, so we, we have two vacancies, and we're looking for. Uh, I'm trying to go by the book on this one just to kind of get our, our required you know, membership. That uh, the is required, and then suggested membership, and it's like three and four um, makeup. So we'll see if we can fill it that way, and then we'll, we'll reach out to you on that. Okay. Unsuccessful next, uh, during the next month, perhaps. Um, summer schedule. Um, sometimes in the past, we've taken a month off. In July or August, you don't have to. Trouble with corners, you don't have the possibility to zoom. Sometimes we can just keep on moving along, and I'm okay with that too. So. I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going. Well, we're going to Maine and New Hampshire, but not. At the time that the yeah, yeah. so uh, we'll, we'll try to continue on. Yes. Okay. Again, so. All right. Um, any new business? Well, I have a question for Alan. Um, you know, I I walk Sophie, and and a lot of the time in the morning, we a lot of times we. Walk downtown. Uh -huh. She loves walking downtown. Um, and I came across, well, first the um, the hotel ring, the building that had the hotel in it. But a little further up the street on the opposite side is a, a church. A church. It looks like an old church. It was an old church. Uh, right, right, built right into the hill. Yes. Yeah, I I yes. can't I can't tell you. It's not the Trinitarian, it's the it's Universalist. Universalist. I, yeah, the Universalist. That's right. That's yeah. nature and Francis designed it. And, and, and it's spectacular. Oh it is. Oh don't it has a marker But <laughs> in the not too distant past. In the not too distant past, it was the headquarters uh for um Oh, what's they call um um three parents? No, 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 no. Um, oh, an organization. So the community organization runs out of there now. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, but it was um. He even had a beautiful. Oh. Yeah, and I think some of it today. I, 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 can't, I can't remember, but there was an organization, and that's when I, I got to, to really uh, go through it. But um, it's, oh, that's, what, that's one of the buildings that we, we um, had markers for. 
Yes, yes, it does have a marker. We had the marker. We, um, yeah. Sometimes keep had to figure out how they could be um, on the buildings. Um, there's something about that I want to tell you, but I can't remember about that building. Well, it's, you know, it's when one of the buildings that we can highlight uh, I mean, in ancient Francis, but also just, just the, the visible is it's, it's uh, beautiful. And that's the part, those are the parts of this that we really try to preserve. I, I will read about the churches that are closing. I wonder what's going to happen. Somewhere, I think the university is where it's not going. The one on Day Street? Yeah, the, the Universalist Church. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Or they had some access to it. Do they own the Dillon School at one time? The one across, yeah. across the street? That's where I went to preschool. Mm. <laughs> Just ask him. He's like, that looks, that looks like apartments now, isn't it? I, I, I don't know. But every so often, I'm, you know, with the kids in the car, and I say, no, I'm just preschool there. They, they say, what, mom? <laughs> I said, I'm to preschool. My teacher was in Scarron. And when I um, went to Boston College, this same Scarron was the dean of women. It was mm -hmm. the second year of women, you know, being allowed to go to BC. And when I ever went to, you know, I had to go to a meeting and be accepted now. And when I ever walked in, there was the woman who had been my kindergarten teacher. Yes. <laughs> wow. That was exciting. Yes. She was a lovely lady. Woman. There it is. That's good. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Gosh. One of the things I've noted is, looks like it might have had a beautiful rose window in the front. Yeah. And they bricked it in and put it in the privacy yeah. square. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 great. No, no. Yeah. Are you nervous that? Yeah. And a big tower would have been just on the right. Yeah. 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 I think it, it had it had a spire. Oh, the big pyramids. The big pyramids had the front there. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the first time I ever went inside. This is the school that. Ellen. This is that's oh, the Dillon School. Yeah, that's where Ellen went to school, right? Yeah. And this is and I thought it became part of Fishburg State. It is it was developed as housing and I think some of it's student housing. Um maybe about 10 years ago. And uh, I'm not sure it's owned by Fishburg State. Yeah, you know, we'll try to find somebody other picture, but there was another kind of sideways tower and then another pinnacle coming off of that. Yeah, that well, it's interesting tower. Yeah. And and even going up the street here, it's just uh the craftsmanship and it's the wonderful, nice. yeah. the wonderful uh treatment of the facade. Uh, mm -hmm. Well and and you know, you you mentioned the hotel right? Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, it's man saying a Fishford man built that, and it was for um, business people who were like regional mm -hmm. directors and uh, regional people from different businesses. And my father lived there. He was a representative of Mer for American Oil in in the area. And he said it was wonderful. They lived there, and then they had um, they had a they had a bowling alley, you know, for men. And they had meals. You know, they had a restaurant, white linen tablecloths. I mean, it was really very very lovely. And um, it, oh, I'm trying to think of what I just. It, it was turned into. Um, you know, subsidized housing and nothing, no concern about the history or maintaining right. anything. Yeah. I, you know, it's a history. It was, uh, and, and you know, my father used to talk about the people he met there, who, you know, then were business people that he, you know, was friendly with over the years, but they had stopped there. Beautiful uh, tiled roof overhang for yeah. cornice line up there, bracketed. Raymond White was the owner at the time. And then he has a house, this little house at the corner. Well, you, on the left hand side of the building, there's, there's a separate house. This one here. Um, or, there's a, um, this house here. Yes, yeah. Oh, so the owner lived there. The owner lived there. I, I don't know if it was That's originally a, out of it. It's a wonderful piece yeah, of this, construction. Yeah, right. Mr. Dwyer lived there. It might be a duplex now, but I don't know. way back. Um, when, one other thing new business um, just to put on our radio a little thought of we see if they can uh, get these in This, this is the Wallace stairs yeah, near the end of Wallace Way and going up to the uh, the Longville School, Middle School. And I didn't have any, I have some other pictures, but I'll see if I need the computers. I went to school there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was really wonderful. We, in the center where the always went to that, that was the staircase. So you, you, you were able to see every kid in the school mm -hmm. that day going up and down the stairs. It was really? wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah the three steps are magnificent. 
So these are some pictures of kind of as the original or the original high school in in the stairway. Oh, and yes, you know those. Remember, I mentioned the lights. I mean, they 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 were there when I went to school. Yeah, <laughs> and they played the lights. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. As as the yes, those lights have come back. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it, it's very close to my mind. Um, the logo is just although the that she doesn't extend up that far. No. Um, but with that, with the old courthouse soon becoming on the market, it's been vacant, and there's been uh, talks, and I think maybe need development to be able to give us an update and put the schedule was on it. That the the building will be probably become part of uh, city property, and it will go up for sale. Um, and you know. Brief discussion with community development that uh, we'll work with them on creating a request for school. No, we're oh. just going to come to the courthouse, oh, so, okay. which is just down the street, right, right. Just a block away. But as um, as that's being developed and enriched with whatever multi you use to better housing, it might get into it and historically preserved. Hopefully that. Boiler building behind it, also. Yeah, my favorite picture building. It's a tier. It's a tier. Yes. But thinking of you know some, uh, like, you know, dreams and awareness of uh, maintenance that's needed on the stairway and some tree trimming around it, and perhaps uh, relamping uh, there on the above. Three of those on each side yeah. of the total line there, there are three three runs of stairs. You go up right. about four stairs, and then you go up about 10 stairs, and then you go up about 20 stairs for the, the final tier going on up. Uh, that relamping this, and I don't know if it's something like you know, the monument park, they kind of took stuff down and they, you know, it's like they had the molds and so forth, yeah. the old pieces, you know. Is there some city warehouse somewhere that they smashed where they probably smoked for that um, But, you know, is it some way that we could either duplicate or replicate with something similar yeah. and have these illuminated again with efficient LED lights so it wouldn't be a, a heavy uh, piece uh, onto it? But um, when I was there about a month ago, I was looking at it and taking some photo, these photographs of it. And I was out by the school and just noticing the brick on the school, excuse me, on the, the ground floor that's right on Academy Street there, the lower level of it, is the same brick that was used on the library, that, that clinker brick that you know, sticks out kind of funny, and it was you know, kind of from that era in a little bit different style, obviously, but it was... Um, uh, I was looking at the brick, and someone came out of the building because I was I was being suspicious <laughs> outside the middle school. Uh, it happened to be the uh, security uh, guard for the school, and we had a nice chat. And I was saying, I, you know, loved it, and then he, I said, "You know, the kids use this." And so, oh, yeah, you know, when schools are open, it's been pouring down through here. Oh, sure. Still, and it's obviously still in use. 
Um, but as we, uh, as Susan Navarre had pointed out, that these things, this was the gift of uh, Wallace. Wallace, Rodney Wallace, no, George Wallace, I think. Rodney, no, I think. 1903. Yeah, Rodney, Rodney was Rodney. the father. Rodney was the great grandfather. And then uh, yeah. George. So this, this was um, 1903, I think it said. Uh, there's a plaque, nice plaque there. And it's on, it's on the, um, 1903. It's on the bottom step on the left. This, this was a gift, one of the, uh, City Industrial Fathers or uh, important uh, business people in the community, which was, uh, Susan was saying, kind of throughout the country during this time of the late 1890s and 1900s, uh, there was a, a trend called the City Beautiful Movement, which um, communities all over were were trying to make their um, communities more livable for all, all the, the people involved there and for all the citizens. Isn't that and, and it was, uh, this was uh, steamship lines and things were going to Europe and Paris was the great Mecca and people seeing Europe and coming back. And also in 1893, there was, I think 1893, this was Chicago Exposition, International Exposition, uh, it's called the Great White City, uh, that was uh, a World's Fair that were happening uh, periodically through the small year, to, I think after the Civil War, exactly when they started. But, you know, companies would show their wares and, you know, in, inventions and, um, it was in Chicago, and the the, the heads of it hired um, Frank Lloyd Wright. No, um, his predecessor uh, Burnham, and uh, was a well-known New York and Chicago architect, and he basically. He basically organized all the design of what was going to be showcased there. He hired Frederick Law instead yeah. to do the site. Uh, it was in Chicago, right on Lake Michigan. Um, and they laid out this very grand uh, city with a big balloon that came into it. And all this, you know, the, the builders of all the kind of uh, showcase buildings were all done in great Renaissance style and kind of all over Europe primarily, although there was Japan was represented in other Oriental and Asian types of countries and societies where you know it set up their pieces because it was a kind of this great competition. And each country had their own buildings, but it was all under the direction of Burnham. And um, these were not permanent buildings. They were wood, paper shade, almost replicas of yeah. Renaissance revival, Baroque revival, kind of the European things that people saw when they were there. They kind of um, they traveled and they kind of unified 
Burns said, remember, paint all the buildings white, so there's not, you know, there's no distinction. And it was easy because they were all made out of wood and plywood, very thin shells on the outside. And the little exhibition halls that there weren't made to the last. Um, but it was, train was travel, and Chicago was certainly a hub, and people from all over the country visited there. It was such an access, accessible piece that... Uh, well, it was, it was used for the first World's Fair. Okay. And then it was the first World's Fair, and, and I think, I'm not sure, but Simon saw Steel, or Simon's company, whatever they would call them all state, they were, they exhibited at the first World's Fair. Yeah. In eighteen something, I can't, I can't remember the year. Eighteen nineties was when this one, and, and this this type of thing, and people being in Europe, no taxes, were always philanthropists. Of, you know the Carnegies and the Crockers and the Wallaces and the wealthy people. Each of our local little communities were were giving back. Yeah. Rocker Field was you know ten fifteen years later than, yeah. than the World's Fair. Uh, this stairway was given in 1903, just less than 10 years after the World's Fair. Um, the, the fountain of the top of the comet was a Crocker and Phillips and Cameron Bean. was a gift to the city uh, for the same, it was just, you know, boys playing with turtles in this wonderful fountain. Um, and so these were gifts to the city from people kind of giving back to the community. Um, and Susan said during her walk, was saying, you know, this, this was a way for um, you know, the people, worker families and things to have the exposure to some culture, libraries, you know, Carnegie was giving out libraries all over the country and thereafter and during that time. So this is just as we look at our own community right here in Pittsburgh, we have evidence of kind of this international or certainly here in the USA, kind of this movement that was called the City Beautiful Movement. And this is real evidence of it. You know, the the, the Walls Libraries, you know, the, the old library, the new library, uh, Crocker Field. Um, but you know, growing up. We never know any of this. I mean, I mean, you, today you're telling me things. You're telling me uh, sharing information about those stairs. And as you were talking, I was thinking that thousands of kids have gone up and down those stairs over the years yeah. and loved it. I mean, we used to have, you know, sometimes when we would want to have a picture taken for, for some event, we'd all go out there and sort of place the background and. Um, and and kids oftentimes Lincoln, you know, leaving school and when the doors open, there was a rush, and then they'd get down and they'd be like on one of the three, two or three platforms, you know, and sit, sort of talk, sit on the sit on the stairs. It was a it was a it was used and and enjoyed by so many young people, and we never know. Yeah, it, it could be an amphitheater. You know, it could be a, a you know an evening program, you know, people sitting on the stairs and 
both sides. I mean, you know, performers could be on the middle platform or absolutely, uh, or it, you know, it could be, or you know, as as a getting back to the commission yeah. and what our role is in kind of highlighting these pieces of heritage we have in the city and making uh, people aware of them. Making budgets available for perhaps, you know, uh, it needs some work, it needs some preservation work. Uh, it is included in the proposed Academy Street Historic District as one of the major features, one of the main features, yet from the stable, the Academy Street building, uh, the Longshore School, and the stairway. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it is, uh, you know, and maybe it's eligible for some state funding or something like that also. Well, you know, um... That would be that would be just wonderful. Um, we just had the alumni meeting. Yeah. Maybe next year, somebody will remind me. Um, that could be we could talk about that to, to the uh, yeah. graduates, the yeah. alumni. Yeah. yeah, and we probably have alumni who could. It, I just put this in as kind of new business. Is that things we you know, I just kind of restumble upon it, and I. Again, the Facebook Historical Society blog, you know, had shown one of these little pictures and I copied it. Then I was on some other pictures and this, you know, looks almost brand new here, but oil would be longer than like the years is. And there are companies that make some things that are kind of similar to that. Uh, I don't know if we could get it exactly replicated and what it would cost to kind of replace the original design, which would be the best. Uh, and what it would cost, and we would need, you know, there are little caps on top where the electrical stuff came up. So it was early electrification, it was 1903, and uh, there it was, but it's, it's, and looking at you know, it's a community space that can be shared by everybody. Yeah, the school kids see it. Certainly, the middle school kids see it all the time. And at one time, there was a center railing that was uh, bronze. Okay. It was beautiful. There was a piece of it in the backyard of the house at the corner of um, Wallace Avenue and Bridget Street, mm -hmm. the gray house. Mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't show it. No, it's not that way. It's the house across the street. No. Um, that, that, I don't think that, that's not there. But on the other side of the street, it was a piece of it. And I saw it myself, and I never, I wish I wish I'd thought to ask if we could put it somewhere. I, never, I wasn't thinking. I didn't know enough about it. It was a brown here. Beside, um, well, uh, you place, uh, where, uh, the stories, you know, nightclub was on Main Street. Oh, oh yeah. Is it, no, not on Street. No, uh, Street. 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 Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Which is steep up there in the building at a, a bronze. And we're coming down on the other side. Oh, okay. 
I'm, tra- I'm talking about um, Pritchard, yeah. Pritchard Street. Yeah, Pritchard Street. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry, I was yeah. in the wrong place. Yeah, I was just thinking of the railing that I saw too. Um, yeah, it might have to have railing on it so people can get up and down. <laughs> a nice habit add to the doesn't have one now. Um, put a center rail on it. As as the stairs keep going up, they get quite steep. Quite tall, so you get good exercise. Pretty amazing to see worn marks on granite blocks. You know, even that picture right there shows where the kids were walking through uh, you know, two paths wearing out the granite block yeah. steps. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that. the center part of the picture. Yeah, sure, right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know what it was originally. It's black top. This is kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. It, would take, it would take a little bit of uh, care and Finances to, to bring it back. But it's, again, it's what your team did with Crocker Field, uh, yeah, restoring that. Yeah, you know, this, this is yeah, there's a whole new group uh, raising money right now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for involving me in that. I found these nice pictures. Oh, well, you hear all these things. It, it's a, uh, something you know, we could be thinking about along with any other questions that you guys can offer. Yeah, so in uh, our item 10, uh, historic district uh, yes. document, the, this is the Massachusetts Historical Commission that's also helping out on this. Is that correct? No. Number ten. Oh, yeah. That's a project. That's a project to, to develop, um, to document and share Main Street Buildings histories, historic district. To, you know, to. It, it's to kind of it's kind of like the brochure, but but uh, we don't have the it. brochure. Just kind of talks about general districts, mm-hmm. and this is different. You go look at it. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a building. There's a building, but I don't know anything about the building. So this would kind of go in depth, building by building. What's the history of it? Who built it? You know, what's the age of it? Um, you know, just a little a picture of a blurb. Yeah, it. so, it's very nice. And it, you know, it, it could be. Uh, it certainly can be a printed document, and we have a map with you know, eight hundred three Main Street or yeah, something. Uh, <laughs> there is no eight hundred three. This is 800 and anyhow, if it happens address, and you can go to that that written up page of the thing, give it a picture of the history of it, which most of it's on the mattress list, so we can pull the histories and inventories or where necessary, uh, get some additional research to historical In the same time, we have these histories, and also in there is kind of this resource list. Uh, you know, if it's in a historic district, or if you want to make it a National Register building, you can be eligible. Tax credits like the you know the uh, 
the mills most sites that have become tax credit. Uh, yeah, like safety and building. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, some of them might be in the HM Francis overlay district that has all the inventory stuff very up to date and very easy to get it listed. And your tax credit stuff is almost, yeah, in hand or certainly a lot more of the research has been done. Or if it's already in a historic district like Square, historic district. Well, the ancient France, all the ancient France buildings are one historic district. It's not a district. It's just that it's oh, well, you, you, Yeah, you said that to me. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Although, you know, it, that survey says, you know, this research was done so that uh, it was done for the food, for the, the bank building. Yes. Safety fund. Safety fund bank right. building, which uh, Newview did. That's in. right. Finance it some tax credits. So, and this survey was done for you and for uh, you know the background information for any of the other agents building in this inventory to be able to go to it was it really was a, it's a gift that they they produced in order to get funding for their rest, their their building building restoration mm -hmm. yeah. and it, you know it had to be done according to you know, rules and... Uh, yeah, just to be clear, you end up Vietnam. And then the same thing, they're doing for Vietnam. So they're applying for all of that to be a district and uh, just an, an overlay because it does have a boundary to it. And the same with you know, there, right across here, Pittsburgh State is, is, is under the upper common historic district. Uh, application, uh, which is in the process of the Academy Street and the Upper Common Historic District proposal. Uh, but once they get listed, and we can, you know, in our inventory, can note at the time these are in historic districts and already qualify for the, uh, yes. for the tax credit piece. In, you know, or, you know, this is the historic information on your particular building, and you could apply it individually or, you know, be part of the lower mainstream historic district or something. So it's, it's putting a database together well, and accessible for the building owners. The, the Moran Square project used the syndicate building at the corner of. What is that street that goes down? I can't remember. Short pathway. That building and, and the um, fire station. You know, and I'm sure it was a very successful. That happened because of you know, the late work that you helped spearhead on the inner or do most of the work on for the square But it, um, oh, it was, it was, I think I drove Ralph Percy. I, you know, I, every so often I come across something that was really exciting for my friend. <laughs> I said, came out. <laughs> yeah. What have you found now? It is a well-documented district. I, mean, I, I go back and look at it, but just the old maps of the, uh, the development of the railroad and you know, all the buildings off of that. The depot area and the freight stations and the roundhouse and the 
caboose mixing shop or whatever it was. And I there were you know, 20 sightings that went off and kind of filled in that whole area from yeah. uh, in the whole market basket area. Uh, you know, back back to Main Street. Yeah, I forget. I used to know how many trains came through here every day, but I don't remember now. But it was a substantial number. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the historical pet club is now ready for this. business. Very nice. Very interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a kind of a, a recount. Um, we are planning to invite the mayor to the next meeting and agree to and um, primarily to discuss our proposed um, interest in uh, ordinance or uh, otherwise. Interest in uh, building demolition delay um, and the advantages to it, and preservation of stone walls. And I'd like to add the, the quarry stone structures and things from the uh, little known, not advertised very much, the importance of the quarry to a lot of our buildings and structures you know, that we see in the district. Um, I will also look for that demolition delay comparison with nearby cities and the documents on the plot and plan. And we'll also be kind of aware of making a pitch that, you know, it would need some additional staff support. And hopefully, we have met with community development earlier that week. Uh, we can set up information pieces and maybe discuss. This is one of the topics we were under the panels and missions by getting their thoughts by longing at the stone board. I didn't mean this and I and I apologize. I wrote myself out of the note. I hopefully won't forget to look at it. Um I, I want to get the audience from Salem. They, they are, their historic commission is tied in with the, with the planning department, and a member of the planning department is a member of the historic commission. Okay, you can ask them also, they have it online, I'm sure. So. Probably, I'm, I'm sure they do, but it, it, um, it was wonderful because. There were, there were things that the individual members couldn't do that the city the city could do, and they were there. I mean, um, Salem is very interested in its history, mm -hmm. it took, and they had to work hard to get the, the, the natives to to see that there was value in that. So they had they went through the trials and tribulations of all the traffic that the you know all the historic sites would bring and. That kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'll send the listserv, the historical listserv thing that those discussions and all is primarily historical commission members that 
kind of right into it and, and other people. Oh, that would be nice. Uh, but, you know, people get, you know, one time emails a day about local questions of historical conditions dealing with all kinds of stuff. Demo play as well. Um, and community development also talked to them about the community involved stone. I'll send you the name of the state agent to talk to and get a copy of the state and kind of delay. Motion to adjourn. So moved. Thank you. Thank you.